Welcome to the Leadership in Yoga podcast hosted by me, Shauna Kruger. And on this podcast, I'll be bringing you interviews with exceptional leaders in the yoga world alongside trainings and tips so you can experience true breakthroughs and help others do the same. Leadership and yoga, you are stuck with me today to talk about luck, but I do have four interviews lined up for you. They always just seem to come in bursts. And actually, that is the exact reason that I have gathered you here with me to talk today is about these bursts or these moments of good luck, of good times, of momentum, and where these bursts come from, five ways that we can experience more of these bursts, and she'll know if you've read the title, and then also how we can take advantage of them while we're in those moments of good luck and momentum in order to level up. Plus, if that doesn't interest you, I will also tell you about finding a scorpion in my suitcase last week, and I'll also tell you about a time I threw a cereal bowl full of Cheerios, I think it was Cheerios, at the wall, and what those two things have to do with good luck, because I almost guarantee that you cannot guess it. So I want to specify too, before we get further on in the episode, what I mean by good luck. You know, in this case, you could sub good energy, positive incredible synchronicities, miracles, whatever you want to call it, I think that some people get really hung up on the word luck and they'll say, well, luck doesn't exist. It's karma. It's you know, coincidences don't exist. It's only, it's only um, synchronicities. And I personally love the word luck because I think it speaks to the fact that we are all living in this magic realm, really, And we're trying to explain the magic realm, but we just can't quite put our finger on it. And we certainly cannot agree on it. So anyways, that's why I like the word luck. And I've chosen to to use it in the title for what we're going to talk about today. And this whole topic came to be for the following reason. Let me paint the picture for you really quick. If you listen to the last episode or you follow me on social, you know that I just finished teaching at my first retreat. And so... The number of things that happened right after finishing that retreat was an explosion of this burst of good luck or good times or whatever you're going to refer to it as. You know, I finished the retreat and it was just this beautiful energy and received really, really beautiful feedback, which I shared in the prior episode if you're curious to hear about how the retreat in general went. And in that same day, I was invited to go stay at another retreat center just because they were interested in having me uh, give a retreat up there. And I have not been treated like that. So I'm out here feeling like like an influencer or something. And that same day as well, my coaching group for yoga instructors went from halfway full to entirely full. And I'm ready to go on my first cohort of Off the Map Mastery, which I'll be talking about and sharing about more and and launching on my Instagram in the upcoming months for the general public. But after all of this happened, and I'm just on this feeling of, wow, like, (laughs) what is life? Like, what have I been doing? You know, I I can't believe that these things can, can make me feel the way that they're making me feel. And it's just all of the time that I spent over the last year of the wondering and the not knowing and I'm not not trying to say that now I have it all figured out and everything makes sense, but there were definitely moments where I was like, oh shit, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, I don't know if I have direction. And so for me, all of these events were just really symbolic of so much of what I've been building. And it was just a really beautiful unfolding. So 
I get home from from the retreat and I actually find out that I'm able to immediately host my next retreat, which is going to be October. This is breaking news. I'm literally making the info packet as we speak. And I'm going to have this retreat at Rio Chiripo, which is one of the most high vibrational places I have ever experienced. It's a truly magical place that's kind of nestled in the mountains in the cloud forest in Costa Rica. So it's in Costa Rica again, but it's really an entirely different experience for for a number of different reasons. But I shared a little bit about that on my on my social and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. And um, I was really, really inspired and thankful when I saw 30 plus people interested just immediately before the details were even out or anything like that. And so that just left me feeling stoked. It left me feeling like this fire that I felt start to burn with the retreat uh, that I did in Montezuma is just now went from an ember into a full-on flame. And so at the same moment, I checked my phone and I was seeing all of um, the interest from folks. And then I went over and I saw that I had been invited to teach at an event that is a really big yoga event in Seattle. And so I'm not gonna give details because I wanna make sure it's confirmed yet. It's essentially an event that I had really visualized myself teaching at for a long time. There's moments where I went and stood in the location and even it was like pouring down rain this one day and I just put my headphones in and visualized myself there teaching with everyone and visualized the energy of the crowd. And um, so seeing that message come through when I had honestly stopped expecting it. I thought that it was probably too late and that it probably wouldn't be something that would happen for me this year, but there it was. Again, an additional thing in the same day was three people saying yes to my podcast in addition to the one that I have on the the way. And so I'm just like, for lack of better words, I'm just on this sugar high. And all that I can think about is just let the good times roll and and how when one thing is going well, it just feels like it stacks and more and more starts going well. I mean, literally in my head, I had this. <laughs> let the good times roll. Let them knock you around. <laughs> that was my singing segment for today. I promise I, I won't have any more interruptions with singing. But really, I just had that in my mind, this like, let the good times roll. And I was just on this vibe. And then it all crashed and went away. And I had no energy to record the podcast for today. And I had no inspiration. And I had nothing worthwhile to share. (laughs) Not true, but that was the feelings that I was experiencing earlier today. And so it's very interesting because when you're self-employed, Everything is very vibrant. It's like you have these these sugar highs where everything is just sweet and life is good and life is beautiful. And then it can really crash if I let myself be too reactive to it and even too reactive in the moment where I'm feeling on top of the world, right? It doesn't need to always be like that. That is part of the process. And so the highs and lows are here, are here to stay. That's something that I say a lot but we can still really use them to help ourselves level up. So that's what we're going to be getting into today. But I want to say, you know, I really just feel like my nine to five job was exceptionally bad training for 
dealing with the vibrancy of the highs and lows because you're just so removed from it. Like you might be around it in terms of your personal performance and when you get promoted, but it just feels still like you have this safety net. Really, there's a safety net on the top and there's a safety net on the bottom. And so for me, the kind of epitome of being self-employed and being independent is that you get to feel both the extreme highs and the extreme lows. And I wouldn't change it for anything, but I want to talk about this because even if you're not self-employed and even if you're not another yoga instructor, because I really want to share this obviously with with those of you who are in the yoga teaching world because I think they're important lessons, but it's also important um, in terms of just learning to deal with the things that are really vibrant to you in your personal life. Maybe it's not about business at all for you these tips are still really going to to apply for you. So I want to start here by talking about just when you think about your own personal life, because I've been giving you some examples, what does it feel like for you when you are in a let the good times roll moment, when you are having a good moment, you are in flow, you are, you know, things are just falling into place what does that feel like for you and you can even pause me for a moment if you want to if you're able to do this live time you can either just think about it you could always jot down some words on paper pen to paper is a really really nice way to focus your 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 conscious mind on on a particular topic and so i always recommend if you can write and reflect or maybe jot it down and reflect on it later today But ask yourself, what does it feel like when you are in a moment that it feels like luck is on your side? You can take a moment. And I'll just tell you, for those of you who are continuing live, you know, the big difference for me between being in a moment of that sort of flow of that luck is to feel like singing, quite literally feel like singing And to go from that to be staring at a blank page wondering what I'm going to write for ideas for my my podcast, the only thing that's left now of that feeling in that moment for me was the words on the paper, let the good times roll, and how could I convert this into some sort of a message to to share with people. But it's, it's blank. It's just uninspired. It's a heavy lift. Everything that I... I felt like I had to do in that moment became such a heavy lift and it became such a question. It was difficult to decide and, you know, the resistance and the excuses sneak in. So the opposite of all of that is really for me what it feels like to be in my flow state, essentially. I feel like I notice about three different main features when I am in that sort of a state. I notice that I'm aware, Um, I notice that I'm highly productive, and I also notice that I am creatively inspired. And all three of those things kind of lead to more of a sense of enjoyment, to be honest. And so the second question, this is question two of two, in case you're wondering, I'm not going to make you write a book right now. But the second question I I would ask you is, what are the main features of you being in that state? What is the byproduct of you being in that state? I think it's really good to get clear on what those things are because they're going to be important when we talk about later how to use the times that you're in your flow and 
in in a way that is the most productive for you and also the most impactful for you and others. So go ahead again, if you want to pause me for a moment and do this live, you can. Otherwise, I'm going to start to give you a little bit of an, an example. So this is the story number one of the stories promised. And that is that I found a scorpion in my suitcase. I actually found it right after recording last week's podcast when I was in Costa Rica. And <laughs> basically, many mistakes were made. But I think what happened is that I was storing my suitcase outside it was under a covered area but it was kind of out kind of in the open i guess and it was in a dark corner and i left it there for almost two weeks and so i'm assuming that one of two things happened the scorpion entered in that moment and i packed my clothes on top of it in order to move to the next location or where i was leaving my suitcase on the floor in the second location with all my clothes in it like a big disaster Yes, I know mistakes were made. Mistakes were really made, especially during that season in that location in Costa Rica. But whatever the means of the arrival, the scorpion was there. And so I, like I said, I was in this really alert state. I was very present. Um, I catch myself. I am not perfect, right? I love mindfulness. I feel like I practice it and I preach it a lot and I I really do my best because I feel better when I'm in that sort of a state. But when I am tired and when I'm burnt out or I'm just feeling uninspired, I'm feeling like everything is difficult, I, I go through the motions. I find myself going through the motions, thrashing, or maybe I'm like moving things without paying attention, right? And so Thank God I was very aware and very alert as I was taking out some clothes to put them on and I pulled out a pair of black shorts and at first I saw this this little tiny balled up looking creature and I was thinking it was maybe like a dead spider or something gross that looked kind of crunchy and I looked a little bit closer because I just kind of caught it out of the corner of my eye but it, it flagged my attention and as I look closer, it uncrunches. It like It's like it just gets bigger all of a sudden. And its little tail waves up in the sky and it starts to crawl. And I'm like, oh my God, there's a scorpion. There's a live scorpion in my shorts that I was just about to put on. And so I obviously immediately felt very thankful that I had seen it. And so we took the shorts and like shook them off and cleared the scorpion away. But it was that could have gone could have gone one of two ways, you know. I I can completely see myself in another circumstance, not having seen the scorpion, and just been rushing through and like shoving the shorts on or even just grabbing the shorts in a different way, and would have potentially led to me getting stung by the scorpion. So that I want to highlight just the difference that our awareness can make for me. When I'm in a state of things are going well and I'm aware and I'm present to to what's going on around me, it's not only avoiding the negative, and I don't want to say that's the purpose at all, it's also being able to take advantage of all of the good opportunities and the amazing things that are around us. It's being able to appreciate the beauty of all the things that are around us. I hope that that makes sense, but in my mind, that was kind of kind of a fun well, it's not fun. <laughs> I take that back. 
<laughs> it's not a fun story, but it's a fun um, analogy for something much bigger and for, for life in general. Okay, so I'm going to get into now the, the five steps that I promised you because I promised that there are five. And so the step number one, and this is tied to awareness, so we're going to launch right into it. It's that you have to notice when the times are good. It sounds so simple, and yet so many times we don't do it. We may be enjoying something. It's not necessarily that we're zoned out during a good moment, but notice it. And one of my favorite practices for this is when I write about something in my journal that I've really enjoyed or I feel grateful for, I put uh, thank you and more of this. That's one of my favorite phrases to, to kind of tag onto anything that I've noticed is, is really a good, a good moment or a good thing or a good time that I have experienced. And it's, it's essential because the more that you're able to focus on those things, the more of them you're going to start to spot around you. And then, of course, the more that you start to spot, the more you're going to start experiencing. And it's this really in- interesting kind of exponential process. And when you can get yourself into the state of stacking good things, that's where the magic really begins. I think it's actually probably more common, and I don't take my word for this, but I think it might be more commonly experienced as negative stacking. I think that we do a lot of this where it's when one thing goes bad and it really disappoints you and it changes your mood, you start to see everything else around you in that same light. And maybe uh, an example of positive stacking just to to not focus on the negative could be when you're falling in love and everything just seems more and more beautiful. You don't need to have some sort of uh, dramatic honeymoon love and to feel in love or you don't need another person in order to experience that feeling of good things stacking. Um, I have started to train myself on this probably back in 2020. So it has taken some time for me. And I I think it is though a skill. I, I think it's safe to say, at least in my experience, it's a skill that you can develop. And the other really essential thing to keep the good things stacking as long as you can, because inevitably, like I mentioned, highs and lows are here to stay. And that is fine. You know that you will be able to get back to the same place and you'll be able to start stacking the good things again. In, in no time. But the best way that I've found to keep the good things stacking is to focus on the things during that moment that are most highly benefited by that state of mind. So for me, those things that come to mind are podcast invites, uh, sending voice notes out to folks like Kaylin Nielsen or Um, other people that I've trained with that I'm just really inspired by and I I would love to have on my podcast. Uh, Instagram captions could be another one. Prepping for client sessions when I am really wanting to give them something personalized and I need that intuitive sense behind the work that I'm doing. Creation of new programs, um, having a really deep, deep conversation with a friend or with my husband. Those are all things that not only help keep the good things stacking, but they also are just highly, highly benefited by that state of being. And so 
while it could be just fun for me to dance around and be crazy <laughs> and when I'm in that kind of um, ecstatic state of, of the good things that are happening to me and I'm just feeling so lucky, yeah, that might be a, a, a good thing to keep the ball rolling a little bit, but that's not something that's kind of creating and adding value. And I don't know why I have this belief, but I feel like when you're using what you have for good, um, it's going to amplify it always. And so that's just kind of a little food for thought for you in terms of, of the first step of noticing when the times are good and identifying what uh, pieces of, of your day or what pieces of your life or of your work will benefit the most from your attention during the times that you are in that specific state. Okay, step number two is take rest and do what works when you are experiencing a rough patch. When you are feeling unlucky, do not rub salt in a wound. Do not take it out on yourself. Do not take it out on others. Do not feel guilty um, for not having the energy or, or the ability to do all of the things that, that you said that you wanted to. And definitely do, do not a, a pan- panic if it's not going as planned, you know? I had this thought as I was writing out the, the steps that I wanted to talk about today. And I was thinking about the highs and lows. And it is a question that I ask myself frequently. Is it possible to attain a state where we don't experience either maybe if it's a neutral state but for me i'm just more and more feeling like the highs and lows are here to stay i thought about it in terms of nature and i thought of this question maybe this question was asked to me but it was the question of do you realize that you cannot control the weather i mean even the person with the most power the most intelligence, the most resources can do nothing to control the weather. And that is kind of crazy. (laughs) That is kind of crazy. And so it's a sense, there's a sense of uncertainty, at least at this point in 2023, as I'm recording this, this podcast, if you're listening years and years in the future, who knows, maybe there'll be more of a sense of certainty. But from the moment I was born until now, I've felt like there is a general sense of there are things that you cannot control. And those things are inevitably things that vary and they change. And so instead of focusing on trying to force in those moments, what can you do to just take care of yourself? Because again, you're not going to make the wound heal faster by picking at it. Take care of yourself. Give yourself some self-love. Do something fun. Feel like a human. Whatever, whatever it is that's going to help you. Uh, do that thing. And I want to share one thing that always really tends to help me. And I actually learned this thing from my mom, I'm pretty sure. But it's do something nice for other people when you're feeling in in that state as hard as it might be and it could just be something really simple to to serve others send a nice text uh go out of your way for someone just not wanting anything in in return you could even just silently thank someone that you know that you appreciate that you might not have um, expressed that appreciation for recently you could also alternatively if you really want to boost yourself out of whatever state you're in do something that is really going to blow someone's mind. Just go above and beyond just because. Just because you can. See if you can bring yourself to commit to that. And 
that I promise you is a vitamin and a half <laughs> for for getting uh, the rest in the the step back of focusing on yourself and whatever problem it is that you're experiencing in that moment that's causing you to feel unlucky. When I was actually in a rather stagnant feeling patch, I actually did something that I just nicknamed the abundance challenge. I'm not sure if it's a real thing or if it exists elsewhere, but it's sort of like a giving challenge. And for one month, every single day, without missing a day, I would give something to someone that was above and beyond the normal. So that was anything from, you know, leaving. I left a I think like a $10 bill in my apartment building with a note that said, get yourself or someone a coffee with a smiley face. Just left it on the floor. I don't know who found it, but someone probably found it, hopefully. Or just tipping extra. A tip, the, the price of the coffee itself. Something like that that will kind of shock someone and add a little spark. Uh, if I couldn't find anything to do in person, I would just look for a place that I could make a donation online for even just a couple of dollars. And I did this for 30 days and within not even halfway through the the challenge that I had given myself, I ended up receiving a, a sum of money that was larger than everything that I spent during that 30 days. And so call it coincidence, call it luck, call it synchronicity, call it karma, anything that you want to call it. Um, but that happened and that was a really real experience for me back in, I think it was October, perhaps. It was actually right before I started this podcast. But anyways, short little personal story. I guess that's why you're here, right? To, to hear my personal stories, maybe. Number three, let's get it. Number three is do not quit. Do not have this attitude of to hell with it. Like it's all already bad. So why, why even bother anymore? You know, that is not a response that is going to help you solicit more luck in your future. And I feel like I can share this and say that because I had the reaction for so long of doing exactly that. And so imagine this, I'm in middle school and this is just so classic of behavior that I would have. I think I was in middle school. Hopefully I wasn't much older than that, but definitely was not past high school age. And I was really having a rough day. I don't know, things weren't going well. I had to stay up working on something. So I was kind of tired and in a bad mood. And I was carrying a bowl of cereal up the stairs at night. Again, like I said, I think it was Cheerios. Can't remember. Need to confirm that particular detail. But I'm walking up the stairs and I'm carrying a bunch of books and things in my hands. And I miss a step and I spill milk and cereal on the floor. And this was just the cherry on the top. And so I threw, <laughs> I threw the bowl of cereal up and across the room and it went on, it, I didn't throw it at the wall and didn't break or anything like that, but I, I really launched the bowl. I was, I just had had it. I was like, you know what? It just can't get any worse. I'm gonna throw the bowl and Cheerios and cereal stuck to the wall. I remember we found them later on. This is at my parents' house. And that is just the classic example for me of making something that is already kind of bad just worse. That is negative stacking. That is kind of just the giving up, the quitting, the, the saying like, I can't do it anymore. Just who cares anymore? And so I think there's a really big difference between 
feeling like you're in a place of having nothing to lose and using that as a reason to start over and start fresh. But it's also really common to use the, well, this is rock bottom and I have nothing to lose as a reason to quit and to not keep trying. That is just the number one, like if you get one thing out of this entire list, it is exactly that. It's fine to slow down and assess, to step back and and do something that brings you to a level that allows you to clean up the milk with a level state of mind. But the answer is not the quitting. The answer is actually kind of becoming like a detective in that moment after you're at a state and you've done something that works to allow yourself to be in more of a a conscious state, you have to be like a detective and look for the little signals of things that could start bringing you back up, that could start turning around your luck. There's this beautiful saying that I love. I don't even know if it's a saying, but it's a concept. And it's the idea that you can really feel the static in the air before a lightning storm you can sense it. And when the lightning storm happens, it's exponential energy. And so notice where you can just even feel a little bit of the potential for something better. You go looking for that, and it may be the tiniest of signals. It may be that if I wouldn't have thrown the bowl of cereal, (laughs) it may have been, well, at least it didn't get over all of my books and I didn't get on my homework or whatever the thing may be, right? At least if I'm really this unconscious right now, moving through the motions and I just missed a step, at least that didn't happen while I was driving. I don't think I was driving at the time, but you get the idea. Look for those those little things. And I've said this so many times on this podcast, but one of my favorite concepts is the levels of energy concept. You have to look for something that feels just a tiny bit better. It is not a moment to refocus on a moonshot idea. It is not a moment to give yourself a big unbearable step that's going to launch you out of this state magically and into an alternate reality. Um, That may happen if you can gather a little bit of momentum, but Generally speaking, from what I've seen with myself, with my clients, with my friends and family, is that that little tiny step is usually just right. It's not too hot, <laughs> like the porridge, it's not too cold, it's just right. And so I encourage you to kind of become like a detective and, and find that, that little thing. Step number four, once you're back up in a, a space that you're, you're feeling pretty good, is take action. Take action. This is super key. This is more about how to maximize and use your energy really well. It's also going to help build it because, again, I think when we're fulfilling this sort of purpose that we have or we're doing the things that deep down we feel like we really need or, or should do for whatever reason, maybe they're just a whisper to us and we don't even have really a logic behind it, but when you channel that creative energy in those moments, magic things happen. The biggest tip that I can give you, and I think that this is a total game changer for anyone, if you don't consider yourself to be a very creative person or even artistic person, even better. If you feel like you're already that, you know, you might have heard this tip before, but it's write down your crazy ideas. Write them down, even if it's inconvenient, even if you swear you're going to remember it, 
or you're gonna act on it soon or whatever the excuse that the con artist of your mind tells you just write down the crazy idea do the thing um send the message whatever you can in that moment do it do it do it do it because the things done with that energy just hit different for lack of a more educated way to say that they really do hit different i've seen it time and time again and i think what it is is that in those moments whatever the big thing is the ask the moonshot idea it feels authentic to you because you actually feel like it could happen you feel like man if things are going this well what else is possible you don't have the barriers and you don't have the hesitation and the reservation around it Um, it's a very interesting state it's something that i don't feel like i fully understand yet and so maybe you can just start to be be present to it and notice if that happens in your life or even maybe think right now if it has ever happened to you in the past so i'm gonna leave number four like that nice and short and sweet and number five, this has been touched on a little bit already today in the episode, but it's don't expect to remain in your peak state constantly. Get good at priming yourself to be in your peak state instead. That is absolutely key because think about it. You need to sleep. <laughs> you really do need to sleep. And so in that same way, while it's great to be awake and around and alive and talking to people and getting getting shit done, you have to have your moment where you are not doing any of those things. And it's the same way. So you don't need to be expecting to be in this peak on state all of the time. And that's actually why I was so intrigued by my experience hosting the retreat is because you are in that peak state for quite an extended amount of time. And then after I was done being in that peak state i took an entire day of rest i took i think i took a two hour nap which is just so out of the norm for me i'm a super fan of 12 minute naps actually to be quite precise but you get the idea you you don't need to be freaking out every time that you're not in your peak state you got to develop the tools to to prime yourself and so i even use the word priming because one of my favorite ways to to get ready for things is either do the exercise on my own. I will maybe um, dance or I will sometimes I'll sing. I know that's crazy. I, I can't even believe I'm, I'm saying that because I'm not someone who like loves to get up and sing in front of people by any means. But for whatever reason, that kind of alters my state sometimes. Um, but I also really, really love and would recommend that you check out if you want to get better at priming yourself is the literal priming exercise by tony robbins you can find it on probably on his website or on youtube it's free it's i think it's about 15 minutes and essentially what it is is some breath work it's some visualization Uh, it's definitely kind of a grounding exercise but then it also moves into Uh, gratitude and visualization of your goals it's a really nice kind of full package of the different things that even if i'm not doing the the specific tony robbins priming exercise i i feel that i i touch on a lot of the same sort of themes in my own personal preparation so that could be a good uh, spot to start if you're curious about 
okay, what are the ways that I can actually learn to get myself up into that peak state, that state of feeling lucky, that state of feeling like anything can happen for me and anything could just unfold before my eyes because why not? You know, getting into that is such a a magic thing and such a blessing and by no means am I always able to do that. Yes, at this point I would say I'm always able to kind of pull through and and do do the minimum but I'm not always on to that next level on and I think though that you get better and better at being more consistent about being able to channel that kind of energy when you want to that is my personal suspicion we'll see let's talk in a few years and see and see what happens but anyways why all of this matters you know why does it matter if you spend more time in a state of feeling lucky. Like, why does that matter to me? (laughs) Why should it matter to you? I mean, obviously because it's enjoyable and you, it probably gives you a lot more positive feelings and it's fun. Who doesn't like winning? Who doesn't like experiencing things that feel like a miracle or make them feel special or remind you that, that life is crazy and life is wonderful. But I also think it goes beyond that to a service level and as a leader right if you are primed and you are ready to roll you feel you feel on top of the world you feel invincible i don't want to say invincible in the terms of of a negative connotation but invincible in terms of you're not worried what everyone is thinking about you you're not sitting there judging yourself and and holding back because of of your ego quite frankly Instead, you're spreading joy and you're spreading hope. You have ideas that are flowing. You're tapping into a creative energy from the universe and you're, you're literally pulling new things down into the physical world. And you're solving problems that would otherwise overwhelm you. You're going after moonshot ideas. You're essentially showing up as the highest version of yourself And you're showing other people that it's possible to do the same. You're inspiring them to do the same. And that is how they get their own momentum rolling. Inevitably, if they're around you, their momentum is going to feed right back to you. And so it's an exponential process. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. I hope that this has given you a little bit of clarity on some steps that you can take, whether you're navigating a short-term or long-term downturn of of luck or whether you're currently in a, a state of feeling luck of feeling like the good times are really rolling to optimize that and keep stacking that in and spread that around really for the good not only for yourself and your life but in all those around you that's all i have for you today all the love and all the power to you and i'll see you in the next episode ciao ciao